0: interest financing that's on any purchase buy now spread your payments over five whole years
1: with zero interest
0: response has been incredible but
1: this amazing offer comes to an end on saturday and will not be extended don't miss the year's best buying opportunity at diamonds direct five years zero
2: interest through saturday at 6 p.m get directions details and more now at DiamondsDirect.com. Hi, this is Jeff with the Pound Cake Man in Clemson. Now that school is back in session, it's time to get ready for fall sports and tailgating. And the perfect ending for your meal is a tasty made-from-scratch pound cake from the Pound Cake Man. We've got over 80 different flavors to choose from in whole cakes or cupcakes, regular, gluten-free, or dairy-free. We also offer free delivery anywhere in the Clemson area so we can surprise a student or office on a special occasion. Check out our bakery on Old Greenville Highway in Clemson or our website, lbcakes.com. Order online or give us a call. The Pound Cake Man, just delicious.
3: I'm Kathy Witham with the Surgery Center at Pelham. I grew up here in the upstate and graduated from Clemson University. I have witnessed great teamwork on the field, court, and diamond, and I'm a part of a great team at the Surgery Center at Pelham. Our staff loves what they do, and you will feel it the second you walk in the door. Our outpatient joint replacement program is a game-changer for orthopedics, and it transforms your experience with us as a patient. You'll be walking out
4: the very same day without a hospital stay. Learn more online at SurgeryCenterAtPelham.com.
5: If you're looking for designer home furnishings or custom outdoor furniture, your next day trip itinerary should start in Clayton, Georgia at Reeves Home Furnishings. Next, visit the Summer House by Reeves in Highlands, North Carolina for unique art and home decor finds sure to make your neighbors and friends jealous. Come for the day or stay the weekend in Clayton or Highlands and include us in your itinerary. We'd love to meet you. We'll see you soon at the Summer House by Reeves in Highlands and Reeves Home Furnishings in Clayton.
4: I'm Peg. I'm a senior trust officer, but also a gardener and
5: listener. At Park National Bank, we're more than our job titles, and you're more than an account number. You get personal attention and direct access to a caring, compassionate banker who respects and responds to your needs and goals. Find Peg or a banker near you at parknationalbank.com. Park National Bank, where you mean more. Investments are not FDIC insured, not bank guaranteed, and may lose value. Parknationalbank.com.
6: Edwards Ford in Walhalla does things different, and that includes the ultimate customer experience. Edwards Ford has recently launched the Edwards Car Care Club, which includes exclusive perks like a free lifetime powertrain warranty on any new vehicle purchase, free vehicle delivery within 150 miles of their dealership, free first-year maintenance, and even a no-questions-asked three-day exchange policy. Visit Edwards Auto now and experience the difference. 3440 Blue Ridge Boulevard in Walhalla and online at edwardsfordllc.com.
4: It's time for the Mark Childress Show on 105.5, The Roar. Sports from a different angle with national guests and exclusive player and coach interviews. And now, Mark
1: Childress. Hey, welcome in, everybody. It is Monday, September the 27th, season three of the Mark Childress Show, episode number 63. Thank you all so much for jumping on board with me and hanging out for what is... It's not must-see TV because it's on the radio. So it's must-listen radio every week at 8 o'clock. Tiger Calls with, of course, Coach Dabo Sweeney and Don Munson. Should definitely be an interesting one tonight. Uh, Thank you guys for sticking around with me. I'm going to take you right up until 8 o'clock with Tiger Calls. Fun show today. I've got some of my friends stopping by. Morgan Thomas is going to jump in at 710. Morgan did a really interesting analysis, deep dive, spent a ton of time Really investigating the Clemson offensive line. He did some Twitter posts about it today. I found it fascinating. I'm going to have him on here at 710 to talk to you about that. 725, my good buddy Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. We're going to recap some of the craziness from this past weekend with Clemson and look ahead to the Boston College game. And then at 750, Faxon Childress is going to jump in with me. We're going to talk Atlanta Braves, and we're going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys and Philadelphia Eagles Monday night football game coming up tonight as well as some of the NFL craziness from over the weekend. If you do want to jump in, uh, we do have a couple of minutes before we jump on with Morgan. Vibe broadband phone lines always open, 864-654-7627. All right, I pulled some stats this uh, last 48 hours or so that just absolutely tell the story about where this Clemson football program is at right now. And then a couple of streaks broken as well. So this is the first time Clemson has not been in the AP Top 10 since September 27th, 2015. Just think about that. Clemson has not dropped out of the Top 10 in over six years. It snapped a streak of 97 straight weeks being ranked in the Top 10. Alabama's currently at 98 straight weeks. That's the second longest streak in history. Clemson is coming off the... Third longest streak in history being ranked in the AP top 10 or higher. From David Hale at ESPN, Dabo said that this season feels like 2010 offensively. He's wrong. It's much worse. Points through three FBS games in regulation, 2010, this is where Dabo cited the last time the offense struggled this much. In 2010, after three FBS games, Clemson had 80 points. This year, 31. In 2010, almost double the yardage. Clemson had 1,140 yards through three games against FBS opponents. This season, just 648. And then this from Grace Rainer really jumped out at me. There are many jarring stats from Saturday night in Raleigh, but these are the two that I keep coming back to. Grace Rainer from The Athletic said this. Clemson combined for one first down in the second and third quarters. And it came thanks to a pass interference call. Clemson did not earn a first down in either the second or the third quarter in the ball game on Saturday. Also, Clemson did not convert on third down until the fourth quarter. I mean, I can't even believe I'm reading these things out loud. That's how crazy it's gotten. Also, explosive play rates, this from David Hale as well, in FBS, Ole Miss leads the way, 23.35% of their offensive plays are explosive. Clemson is 128th in the country in that statistic. It's just 6.29%. Now, to be fair, when you look at the explosive play rate on defense, Clemson's number one in the country. Just 4.37% of plays so far this year have been explosive plays against this Clemson defense, another amazing stat. So it is an all-time historical defense from a statistical perspective. And, yes, even after the NC State game, Clemson defense gave up 14 points in regulation. Probably should have been 17. But even at that, in today's college football, if you're going to put up that kind of defensive performance and hold any team. If you're going to hold a team under 20 points in college football today, you should be winning that game 19 out of 20 times, maybe even more than that. So the defense. I know they gave up a couple of TDs in uh, overtime. One of the, the in overtime and double overtime. One of those was on an unbelievable pass. The other was a great play call. And again, the Clemson defense had been on the field for so long, not making excuses for them, but they had been on the field like twice as long as NC State had been that entire game. It's madness, reading all kinds of crazy stuff. But one of the most interesting things I read today was some analysis that my next guest, Morgan Thomas from the Morgan Thomas Show, did on the Clemson offensive line. Morgan, how's your night going?
7: It's going good, Mark. Thanks for having me on the show. I just finished up. A coach's pitch or coach pitch baseball game, watching my little nephew play, and they won. So, good, good night for me.
1: Hey, that is a good night. Na- hey, we'll take wins however we can get them right now. So, if we've got to jump on board your, <laughs> nephew's, uh, your nephew's team, we'll definitely do that. So, Morgan, uh, you posted some stuff on Twitter today. Looks like you spent a couple of hours really analyzing the offensive line from Clemson, how they've done with recruiting, how these guys have panned out. Why don't you talk a little bit about what you found? Because I found it fascinating.
7: Well, I wouldn't say it's ours. Thank you for that compliment. But uh, I will say that a lot of people, you know, it's really easy to jump on Tony Elliott and and DJU and, and a lot of the other, you know, more relevant players that are, I guess, uh, more talked about in the national media. But if you look back at the offensive line recruiting, it is a little bit scary to kind of see where the mistakes have been. And one of the things that looking back on as a reflection on this coaching staff and, and just the, the player development or just, you know, sometimes it's not even, not even really the coach's fault because they just don't pan out for whatever reason. But if you look back at 2016, that was a really good class. They had Sean Pollard, John Simpson, Tremaine Ancrum, uh, Cade Stewart, and uh, Chandler Reeves. Those are all guys I would say are hits. You know, those are guys that started multiple games. A few of them went to the NFL. Then you start looking at 2017, and you've got Bockhorst, Noah DeHond, and Blake Benson. Well, if you look at those three, uh, DeHond had a neck injury, I believe, and, and is no longer playing. And Benson had a patella kneecap kind of issue and is no longer playing, and you have Bachhorst. So those are two guys that would be graduates yeah. or seniors right now that are not available on the team. And – um, then, you look at, then you look at 2018, so two years in a row. So you had 2016, a good season of recruiting for offensive line. Then you look at 2018, and you've got um, Jordan McFadden, who I would say is a hit. He's playing. He's started multiple games. You've got Jackson Carmen. I would say is definitely a hit, too. But the, the negative for Jackson Carmen is he's not on the team anymore. He's in the NFL, which is a great thing yep. for him. It's a positive for him. And it's a positive for Clemson overall, but it, but it's not a positive for this team. And these are, these are two years, 2017, 2018, that DJ was not on this team. You know, Justin Ross was not on these teams, but they are negatively affecting this team right now, uh, three, four years later.
1: Yeah. So, again, you did a deep dive. And if you want to follow Morgan on Twitter at the Morgan T show and he's got some really good stuff on there. I was also kind of taken aback, uh, Morgan, and I know it's kind of based on what you need on your team. But Clemson only taken three offensive linemen in twenty seventeen, only taken two in twenty eighteen. Then the last three classes, they've gone five, six and four. So a lot higher volume. But the hit rate hasn't necessarily increased in the last three years.
7: Yeah, I think that's another concern too when you look at the offensive line recruiting. They did a lot of what I would say catch up in the recruiting game. And that's something that might work for other position groups when you're, you know, able to start as a freshman uh, more regularly. Like, say, if you're, and Walt said this on his show, it's a lot easier when you're a running back and you can jump out there as a freshman. It's a lot easier when you're a wide receiver and you can jump out there as a freshman. But when you're an offensive lineman, it's extremely rare to be able to just jump out there as a freshman. So, I mean, you look at five-star Tristan Lee. He didn't show up till the summer. He's not going to be ready this year probably. And especially you think about these guys who show up and they're 270, 275, which it's it's not easy to find 300-pound guys that are 17 years old. So you find guys that are two you know, we, we being an elite team, you, you expect that, but it's not, it's not easy. They're not growing those on trees. And so, uh, you know, it takes time. You get somebody who's really good, got some good skills, uh, at the, at the high school level, but he's two seventy five. Well, how long does it take you to, to grow 25 pounds? And I'm not talking 25 pounds of Bojangles, you know, no knock on Bojangles cause I love Bojangles, but, uh, I'm not talking twenty five pounds of that i'm talking you know you, you need to be you need to be uh muscular, stronger and uh also heavier so that's the thing is you know you can't just show up on you know in in May and be twenty five pounds heavier in august it's just not going to uh, your body's just not going to do that so
1: no and, and happens, joey is, Joey Batson wants to get a hold of him. you 're talking about the nutrition piece, and just like in almost any of the positions. Having somebody come in as a true freshman and be ready to start, that's a rarity. That's mm-hmm. why you talk about it when it happens. That's a rarity, and it's a big-time rarity on the offensive line.
7: Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, we, like I said, we, as Clemson fans, we're so used to these freshmen coming out and just lighting it up, and they've been doing it for years. But I will say this. Uh, I am not one of those fans that is just like, hey, this is a, this is a good excuse. You know, I, there, there are many different reasons other than the offensive line, so I'm not going to beat up the big guys because they're, they're an easy target sometimes to beat up. But I will say that there is still no excuse to be dead last in, in, in offense, and that is a group effort there. Now, you can, you can look at different things. You can see how things are affecting things, and it, but it does, it does hurt. I mean, think about if you're an offensive coordinator. Like I said, Tony Elliott's easy to pick on. And he needs to be, you know, he's, he's in that position to, to be able to take it, right, as the coach. But, um, you know, can you really, what, what kind of plays, how, how creative can you be when, you, when your guys can't even run the ball at all? You know, it's, it's very difficult. Now, I will say they need to do a better job of calling plays that maybe will put them in a better advantage. It did seem like there were way too many A-gap runs, you know, straight up the middle, first downs, second downs, straight up the middle, you know, getting one yard, one yard, one yard. Uh, that was kind of frustrating to see. I think it was five or six times out of the eight three and outs, I think five of them they ran straight up the middle on first down. Well, that 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 to me is you got to do better than that. And, and they have admitted to that too. That's one thing I love about following this team is if you're a fan and you're a diehard fan, go watch and listen to pr- the press conferences. Go listen to what the coaches have to say, what the players have yep. to say because they they know they know what's going on they're, and they're not and a lot of times you know there's coaches speak there's definitely coaches speak but a lot of times they this team at least at clemson is willing to admit their mistakes and, and work on it
1: wrapping things up with morgan thomas from the morgan thomas show hey man i appreciate you squeezing me in tonight with uh with uh, all of your commitments and things like that. Uh, You're on the air every Thursday night from 7 to 8 here on The Roar. Uh, You guys put a great show together, you, Allen, and Houston. What have you got cooking for Thursday?
7: Well, you know, we're going to keep our workhorse of the week. We've been picking uh, who we think is going to be the best running back of the week. Then again, we're going to keep talking about Clemson because that's the team we love to talk about, and uh, we're all graduates of Clemson. So come join us 7 p.m. Thursday night. We're going to actually go a little bit further because we're going to lead into the Jaguars game this Thursday night as well.
1: Oh, very good. That's, uh, that's a very cool, uh, cool thing to be able to do. Morgan Thomas from the Morgan Thomas Show. Be safe getting home, and uh, glad your nephew got that win. Got the dub. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Morgan Thomas, always doing hard work. And again, that really jumped out at me. And we're not cracking on uh, individuals on the team or anything like that. And there's a lot of youth On the offensive line, you talk about all the bodies that have been recruited in the last three seasons. A lot of those guys have still got plenty of time to be able to pan out. And like Morgan said, coming in this year, coming in last year, sometimes it's going to take people a while to adjust. Offensive line, the hardest position to recruit uh, in the college ranks is what has always been talked about. Because there's just a a lot of intangibles. There's a lot of things that change. The body type has to change so much a lot of times from uh, high school to college. You don't get guys like Jackson Carmen um, that are built that big coming out of uh, high school. So it's going to be interesting. That's definitely one of the things that the Tigers need to get figured out here over the next couple of weeks. And you better get it figured out, let me tell you. watch some of that Boston College-Missouri game. Got to listen to some of it on the radio as I was kind of in between broadcasting uh, gigs on Saturday. And they've got a really good team coach have got them playing really well and believing and everybody right now. I mean, these teams always put their best shot out there for Clemson, but now that Clemson's a little bit wounded and struggling and trying to find answers, it's going to be really interesting to see these teams are coming in now with a lot more confidence than they would normally come in. That Boston College game this weekend is going to be really interesting. All right, uh, let's take a quick break. Coming up after the break, my good friend, my good friend, Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk is going to come in We're going to talk about the game this past weekend and look ahead to Boston College. This is the Mark Childress Show.
0: Tiger fans, your local Boys Camp Thrift Stores in Seneca and Westminster need your items to help bring hope and healing to boys in need through counseling, therapy, and life skills training. Donate your items for resale or shop their wide selection of gently used items at a great price. When you donate or shop with the Boys Camp Thrift Store, you're changing lives. Call today for a free large item donation pickup, like furniture and appliances, at 822-734-822-734. You can also visit fairplaycamp.org for store hours, volunteer opportunities, and more. Comfort starts in the home, but what happens when that comfort is taken away? Central Electrical Services wants you to have peace of mind with Generac Home Standby Generators. By protecting your home, automatically you know your food is staying fresh in the fridge when there is a power outage after a big storm. Don't be left in the dark. Be at the forefront of backup power. For a free estimate today, call Central Electrical Services, the full service and warranty dealer for Generac Home Standby
8: Generators at 864-556-8002. Get the
4: edge at Tri-County in the top 1% nationwide for successful transfers. The best place to start your four-year college experience is right here in your own backyard at Tri-County Technical College. Tri-County ranks in the top 10% nationally for successful transfers. Learn more at tctc.edu forward slash transfer. Tri-County Technical College offers you the opportunity to gain the skills employers are looking for in today's workforce. Get the edge today at tctc.edu forward slash transfer.
5: Inside the train testing facility, our heating and cooling products go through endless torture tests to ensure they can
6: run through anything. And when we say torture, we don't take that lightly. We drop them, slam
5: them against the wall, shake them, and then expect them to run without an extra decibel in our anechoic sound chamber. Without fail. Drop. Slam. Shake. Silence. Drop. Slam. Shake. Silence. And there's no end in sight
7: we test, so it runs. Pittman Heating and Air Conditioning, when you need the absolute best service at the best price. Visit pitmanac.com today for comfort all year long. Pittman Heating and Air Conditioning has been proudly keeping the upstate comfortable for almost 50 years. When you call 864-882-3215 or visit PittmanAC.com, you can schedule for free estimates on a new system installation or replacement. Pittman Heating and Air Conditioning is your local
5: independent train dealer. Call 864-882-3215 or visit pitman.
0: AC.com today. It's hard to stop a train.
5: Want to win the game? Put in your best players. The Trammell & Mills Law Firm hits the field running all the way to the end zone. If you've been in a wreck, gotten hurt at work, or suffered nursing home abuse, you want these guys on your team. They're local, they're experienced, and they're hungry for victory. They want to get you the money you deserve when fighting insurance companies. Call 485-8585 or go to TrammellandMills.com. The Trammell and
0: Mills Law Firm, ready to win your game. Clemson alum will here. Clemson fans know tailgating, and since Duck Donuts opened in Greenville, got a new tailgate tradition. It's not a football Saturday without Duck Donuts. In the car, headed to tailgate. You can't beat that combination of cool, crisp air and fresh warm donuts. It's easy to choose flavors everyone will love. Julie Terry
5: here from Duck Donuts Greenville. It's football season, so let us help you be the tailgating MVP by adding sprinkles in your school colors to a Duck Donuts assortment. Come see us at the Plaza on Pelham or order online at DuckDonuts.com. If you could get a 15-year fixed loan for the same payment as your old 30-year fixed, why wouldn't you? Give Gary the Mortgage Expert a call about his 2.25% 15-year fixed mortgage, 2.25%! Call 979-1111, 979-1111, or go to GaryTheMortgageExpert.com. Gary's NMLS number 107429, RateSaver Mortgage, NMLS number 1847969, based on $200,000, loan with 30% equity, APR 2.43%, 740 credit score, subject to approval, equal housing lender.
8: Hey,
0: if you bleed orange and purple, we're your flagship station for Clemson Athletics. You're listening to 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Only in America, folks. Where every day
5: is game day.
8: In the summertime.
1: Welcome back in to the Mark Childress Show, taking you all the way up to the top of the hour where we will have Tiger Calls with Dabo and Don starting at 8 o'clock tonight. Should be an interesting show, and I'm looking forward to that one. That's, that's fast becoming my favorite show of the week. You always learn something. There's so many things to talk about tonight. Cannot wait to hear what Dabo has to say in that one. About to bring my uh, good buddy Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk on. You can follow him at Clemson Sports on Twitter, also, you can find him on Facebook uh, with Clemson Sports Talk. He streams his show from down in the Midlands. He's on 4 to 6 every day on the radio down there. Uh, you can catch that over on the Facebook side, or you can stream it from their site as well. Always puts really good stuff out there.
3: Lawton, how you doing, man? Martin buddy. Doing good, man. Glad to be on with you.
1: Yeah, glad to have you on as well. Um, I did see, I was just starting to poke through this as I came on the air tonight, but Clemson releasing their depth charts uh, for this upcoming weekend and some interesting things on there. You've got Trey Williams and Rook Arororo uh, as the starters at defensive tackle. And then you've got Peyton Page, the freshman, and Darnell Jeffries, the uh, the redshirt junior, as their backups. That's pretty much all the defensive tackles left on the roster. Now, I think we might see a little bit of uh, Justin Foster maybe moving over into that position as well. But obviously losing two all-conference, probably first-team defensive tackles, maybe even Defensive Player of the Year in Brian Brissy a huge blow to this team, but at least Clemson's got some quality backups.
3: Yeah, and, you know, I think over the long term, this will be good for the team because you'll get some some of those young guys some reps that they wouldn't have gotten otherwise this year and, you know, in really key moments. And, you know, the loss of Brian Brzee, just the monster that he's really become, it was so hard to see him go down. And, and I thought I Coach Sweeney, Made an excellent point yesterday when he was asked about how Brian's handling, you know, with his sister, his younger sister, dealing with cancer. Coach, when he said that's giving him a, a real great perspective on it, and I think yeah. you know that is something that we all have to consider too. That you know, for so many of us who are covering this team, if you're the fans of the Clemson Tigers that you know are seeing this team come out of the gates at two and two, man, there is a bigger picture to what's going on in, in the world for so many of these players and you know, to 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 follow his story the way I think so many people have. He just really does set it into perspective. Yeah, two and two is not where anybody wanted to be at this point. Uh, certainly you don't want to be down two of your key interior defensive linemen moving forward. Uh, but the reality is, and Dabo Sweeney said this as well, this program was never built on just wins and losses. I mean, there's a, a bigger side to what Clemson is trying to do as a program. And, yeah, you're disappointed today, but – I think that things will eventually level off for this group and and they'll get right back to what you've been accustomed to over the past five, six years.
1: Continuing on uh, from Clemson Sports Talk, it's Lawton Swan. Uh, Lawton, when I look over on the offensive side, I see Paul Teo plugged in in that left guard spot as the starter, and then I go down and I look at running back. It's Kobe Pace listed at the start, as a starter, and then you've got uh, Wrencher Dukes, and the first time we've seen Phil Moppa's name appear uh, on the depth chart as well. Yeah, and you know
3: that goes back to the, the slim pickings that you're dealing with at this point, and I know that Clips and Tiger fans have wanted the, this team to jump into the transfer portal and try to, you know, reload some things. And Coach you said that wasn't what they were wanting to do, and the numbers were still looking good coming into the off season. And you know, I think even at one point on maybe it was Saturday night, he said something to the effect of, "You know, there, there's no free agency out there that you can go get somebody." So it still sounds like they're not very interested in the portal, and you certainly couldn't do anything this year, Mark. But the reality is, this is what you've got. I mean, with Will Shipley, you're fortunate that he's not done for the rest of the year. That's the one kind of bright spot of the injury. Yes. I guess it came out, expecting him out three to four weeks. But, you know, I, I think that there are a lot of Clemson Tiger faithful that are, are excited to see what Phil Moppa is going to bring to the table. I know that there were a lot of people that thought he would have been, uh, I don't want to say more competitive, but certainly would have earned some play time this year already. And so to see him kind of, being one of the next guys up, I think there will be some interesting eyes to see what the future holds for him. But it's just been a tough year for everybody. I know with Marcus Tate dropping back and T.O. moving in to that spot there at guard, I think people have been a little bit anxious about Marcus Tate and his youth and inexperience. And hopefully Clemson's offensive line will clean up some of the issues that they've had. But it's clear that at this point, you know, I, I, I equated it, Mark. I have, a, I have a 1994 3000 GT out in my driveway. Uh, it needs paint. Whoa. It needs new tires. The interior's shot. The engine's in trouble. Uh, that's kind of the way you feel about this Clemson Tiger offense. If it's not one thing, it's the other. And until those pieces start to come together, it just doesn't feel like it's running very smooth right now. And that's the thing that I think has bothered so many people through the first four weeks of the season. It's just that there's if it's not one thing, it's the other, and and all the best kind of culminated in this stagnant offense.
1: Hanging out with Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk at Clemson Sports on Twitter. All right, Lawton. So the point spread has come out on the game against Boston College coming up on Saturday night, seven thirty ACC Network. It's fifteen points. I've seen it started at fifteen and a half. I saw it at fifteen earlier today. Clemson hasn't scored 15 points in an FBS game yet this season. Vegas always knows; they always know. But what am I missing here?
3: Yeah, and uh, I thought the same thing in, the, in regulation, right? I was like, "Holy cow, that's a that's a big number," given Clemson's offense. You know, I don't know, Mark. My, my thing is this, and it felt like a little bit on Saturday with the two scoring drives that Clemson was getting into a little bit of rhythm, and you wouldn't see sort of the same old saying that you saw against Georgia Tech and against yeah. uh, Georgia in the opener. But then it, it sort of died, you know, kind of fell into that, right? You had three and out after three and out, six plays in the third quarter. It just it, it never – you weren't able to kind of carry that spark forward. And when you look at that number, to me, that's a huge number given what we've seen. But would you be absolutely shocked if all of a sudden Clemson comes out maybe – They're a little bit more uh, flashy. I've equated them to the Redcoats during the American Revolution. Like, I think there came a point over the past six years or so where Clemson just thought, okay, we've got the better team. We're going to be able to go out there and beat our opponents, especially in the regular season in the Atlantic Coast Conference. That certainly hadn't been uh, what you've been able to see this year offensively. Things have looked stale. I think they got to be a little bit flashier. There's not a lot of motion. I mean, I don't, you know, Listen, I am undefeated and winless as an offensive coordinator, right? But I've got to imagine that when you put guys in motion, that you kind of get a sense of what the defense is doing. Clemson doesn't do a lot of that right now. You're not seeing them utilize the width of the field. You don't see them getting into the horizontal space. And from that standpoint, that's where I feel like people watch this team right now and go, man, what is going on? It just doesn't feel as fun and flashy as it once was. And again, a lot of that flash and a lot of the eye candy and things of that nature not only happened under Chad Morris, but they were carried over to Tony Elliott and Jeff Scott's regime when they took over and had boatloads of success in two national titles. And I think that's what Clemson fans are missing, all of that pre-snap movement. Uh, You can talk about, and, and we've heard Tony Elliott talk about the fact that, look, If you can't execute the fundamental things, then you can't execute the flashy stuff. But I do think that there are some things you can do pre-snap to maybe help out DJ Uyunglele, to maybe help out uh, some of the, the, you know, maybe even the coordinators and some of the assistants on that offensive staff that are up in the box to get a better idea of what the defense is doing against you. Again, I've never coordinated a game, but that's my kind of armchair look at it from where I sit every week.
1: Yeah, I was literally you, – you made the point that I was about to bring up, right? And this is an exact quote from Tony Elliott when he spoke to the media today. When you're struggling, everybody wants you to be creative and think outside the box. Well, you got to be able to execute the fundamentals first and foremost, and that's where we have to get better. To me, it's almost like, hey – Clemson's always been pretty vanilla on their offense early in the season, and they kind of build up to it, and they hold a lot of the playbook back until they need it type thing. And that's what they've had the luxury of doing now, what, six, seven, almost eight years in a row. And this year they can't even get the vanilla stuff going in a way that's can you start stacking things on top of it, right? If your, your simple base plays, you're having you're having so much trouble even running those when you start adding in motion, when you start adding in creativity and things that might be more difficult, is that just going to make things even worse? It'd be hard to be worse, but could that make it
3: worse? I mean, it, it could. And, you know, Tony would know better than I would, certainly. But, you know, there are some other things that I, I just felt like, you know, on the third... And, listen, uh, hindsight, it, it's tough. I get it, but... In overtime, third and five, didn't love the play call. The offensive line didn't give uh, didn't give DJ a second and a half to do anything anyway. But you know, I'm looking at that as third and five with two opportunities to get five yards, and then the fourth and five plays a throw to the end zone. Uh, I like Clemson's chances to win that game if they pick up a first down there. I think everybody does, but those two plays sort of unfolded like the rest of that uh, the, the rest of the offensive. Uh, plays in that ball game, save for two drives, it was just sort of discombobulated and uncomfortable. And it, you know, if, if you even go back. There was a play, I believe, in the third quarter, maybe a second down and ten, something like that. Um, I'd have to go back and watch the the game again. But uh, Will Taylor took a snap, a flank DJ out, and, and then just kind of ran a zone read. I get it if your team is moving the ball well maybe running something like that after you've picked up a first down, maybe you've got two or three plays. But that's a key moment in that ball game where you're struggling to pick up a first down. I, it, it, If you're going to do something like that, to me, I'd have Will Taylor throw it because you know what NC State's not thinking Will Taylor's going to do? Throw it. So, I mean, that to me is sort of the, the, the ins and the outs of what you see. But, again, it's easy to sit here and, and nitpick those things uh, days after after you've gone back and watched the tape and oh, this is what would have worked. I mean, Clemson got in their own way enough with false starts and uh, holding penalties and, and things of that nature to uh, drive you mad if you're Dabo Sweeney. But uh, all in all, it just it hadn't run great. I want to see it running like a sewing machine. Uh, it's sort of running like a jalopy right now. And, and I think everybody can see it, and the coaching staff knows it. It just hadn't gone well.
1: Starting to wrap things up with Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. So, all right, Lawton, you know me well enough to know this, right? I am the eternal optimist, half glass full. I know that Clemson is not going to go to the playoffs last year unless we just have complete chaos. But I still look at it and I say this, right? You've got a a home game. Clemson is on a record home winning streak. You're going to have the crowd in full throat at 730 at night. Um, You know, with a full day of tailgating behind a lot of those fans, which isn't a bad thing. If you can find a way to get a win against Boston College this weekend, you got to go up and play what's always a pesky Syracuse team. But Clemson's blown Syracuse out the last few times they played them. If you can find a way to do that and then get a bye week, you can still have a really good season. I think the Wolfpack's going to lose two games in the ACC this year. I mean, it's already chaos in the ACC. There is still a path to getting to 10 wins this season. There's still a path to winning the ACC. Am I just completely out of my mind when I think about it that way?
3: No, I don't think so. And the, the thing that you brought up, that bye week that's coming up before the matchup at Syracuse, I think will be a good opportunity for this team to sort of decompress a little bit. I mean, right now they are so caught up in everything that's happening around them, the social media conversations about them. The, is NIL affecting this? I mean, there's so much because it has been so good for so long. I, I think a week away from the gridiron will probably do these guys some good following up uh, this Boston College game. But you're, you're not wrong. I mean, they still have an excellent chance to get the 10 wins, but the key is, honestly, that offense has got to become much more productive. I, I think they can win a lot of games if the offense is decently productive, given how good the defense has been. Um, but they can – still get the 10 wins and play in a, you know, a, a maybe a power six bowl game and be the ACC champions if this offense can reach a, a what I would call just a really good to great level. I mean, they don't have to be spectacular uh, with the way this defense is played. They just got to give the defense a break. I mean, for crying out loud, the defense on the field for 40 minutes the other night Mark, you and I, I know we're good, man. We're not 40 minutes good on the gridiron,
1: buddy. I completely agree with you there. And uh, it also helps on the Shipley injury, right? They're saying three to four weeks. Can you get through, you know, one week? And then you've got the bye week. And then, you know, maybe you're missing that Syracuse game as week number three. Maybe he's back by the time, uh, you know, you're getting it to it after that. But it'll be interesting to watch. All right, Lawton, before you get out of here, uh, what kind of content do you have planned this week over at Clemson Sports Talk?
3: Man, again, we got some really good stuff on the recruiting front coming out over the next couple of days. But ironically, you know, being on The Roar, we actually have a piece we put out on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. It's a lot of fun. And even in the downtimes, it's called The Roar. So uh, go check it out. It's just sort of the, the, the noise coming out of Tiger Town, man, as we roll through this season. It's a lot of fun. And uh, our guy Scott Sasser does a tremendous job with that. I originally started it myself uh, about a year ago, and I told Scott, I said, "Buddy, you you buckle up and take the reins on that one." And he really is doing a good job for the fans, just kind of giving a nice perspective to everything that's going on because it really is hard. I mean, the thing is, what Clemson was doing and has been doing, Mark, is not normal in college football. Uh, I call this no. today's show Normalville, right? Like, we, Clemson fans are kind of feeling what the rest of the, the other 98% of the teams have felt throughout the past seven years while you kind of been floating in a cloud. and It's not fun to be at this harsh reality point, but it is the reality of where we are today.
1: Yeah, I opened the show 97 straight weeks in the AP Top 10. It's the third longest streak ever, ever in college football. And right. Normalsville is a really interesting way to look at it. Hey, uh, Lawton, always great to catch up with you, man. And uh, I'll, I'll have you back on in the next couple of weeks, all right?
3: Buddy, the good news is they're probably just one exit back from being in Eliteville, so uh, don't 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 write them off yet, guys.
1: Amen. No, I'm not doing that. I know you're not either. Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. Always great to have him on board. All right, going to take a break, and I'm going to shift focus a little bit. First of all, Vibe Broadband phone lines, 864-654-7627. They are open next segment. I'm also going to bring on Fax and So We're going to talk a little bit about the Atlanta Braves. They've got some huge games this week and talk a little NFL. You're listening to The Mark Childress Show. are the final days, the final hours of Diamonds Direct's incredible finance offer. You have until Saturday at 6 p.m. to take advantage of five years zero interest finance. That's on any purchase. Buy now. Spread your payments over five whole years with zero interest. Response has been incredible, but this amazing offer comes to an end on Saturday and will not be extended. Don't miss the year's best buying opportunity at Diamonds
8: Direct. Five years zero interest through Saturday at 6 p.m. Get directions, details, and more now at DiamondsDirect.com.
2: Hi, this is Jeff with the Pound Cake Man in Clemson. Now that school is back in session, it's time to get ready for fall sports and tailgating. And the perfect ending for your meal is a tasty, made-from-scratch pound cake from the Pound Cake Man. We've got over 80 different flavors to choose from in whole cakes or cupcakes, regular, gluten-free, or dairy-free. We also offer free delivery anywhere in the Clemson area, so we can surprise a student or office on a special occasion. Check out our bakery on Old Greenville Highway in Clemson or our website, lbcakes.com. Order online or give us a call. The Pound Cake Man, just delicious.
0: At Lowe's, we know that when it comes to pros, the more options you can offer your customers, the better. That's why our showroom was built with pros in mind. With a wide variety of exclusive brands like Stainmaster Carpet, Procore Plus Vinyl, and Pergo Laminate. Get the job lot quantities you need at the everyday low prices you want. It's one more reason why Lowe's is the new home for pros.
8: We hope you never have to experience water, fire, or mold damage to your commercial or residential property. But if you do, Service Master of Easley is here for you and ready to work with 24-hour emergency service. They don't stop there. They can also mitigate smoke and odors, making your home livable again and your company open for business fast. As fully licensed contractor, Service Master of Easley knows what to do when you don't. For all your water, fire, and mold restoration needs, call Service Master of Easley at 864-855-2373.
4: From one side of the upstate to the other, you won't have to go far to find a Rubens this football season. They have all you need for your game day experience. Great food and drink specials, plus big screen TVs with surround sound and great seats everywhere. And if you want to give your kitchen a break, let Rubens put together a spread for you and your friends. This football season, make it Rubens. Highway 81 off 53 in Powdersville and 1083 South Batesville along the parkway off Pelham.
8: Hey, Clemson fans, this is Brad with the Roar. Be sure to check out the ultimate tailgate at Sam's Club in Anderson this Friday from 2 until 7 p.m. They are hosting a huge pep rally in the parking lot with support from Dr. Pepper, Kingsford, Goodyear, Cheez-It, Pop-Tart Bites, M&M's MasterCard, and more. Don't miss out on fun tailgating games and meet Taj Boyd, not a Sam's Club member. Join today and get $30 off first in-club purchase with code 12561. Don't miss the Sam's Club Ultimate Tailgate Anderson on Friday and tailgate like a pro. By texting
5: 484848, you agree to receive recurring automated marketing messages from Freshly. Message and date rates may apply. No purchase required. Terms apply available at Freshly.com slash terms. It's the Great American Dinner Race. In this kitchen. Uh, Bob? With one of those meal service plans that come with portioned ingredients you have to prepare. Hey, where's the broccoli? And in the other kitchen. How's it going? Jackson. With Freshly, chef-prepared and fully cooked meals delivered to your door. Mmm, I'll have Freshly's peppercorn steak sautéed cake carrots, and French green beans. He puts it in the microwave. Bob is still assembling his ingredients. Celery's sort of floppy. Jackson's delicious Freshly meal is ready to eat. Mmm, <laughs> on, so good. And Bob's meal? Forget it. I'm ordering meals from Freshly. Freshly chefs cook nutritious meals from delicious whole food ingredients and deliver them right to your door. And right now, get $40 off your first two weeks when you text HUNGRY to 484848. 48 48. Text HUNGRY to 484848 48 48 for $40 off. Text H-U-N-G-R-Y to 484848. 48 48. Start your new Tiger tailgating tradition by owning a Lakeside Lodge Clemson condo across Lake Hartwell from Death Valley. Lakeside Lodge boasts high-end yet comfortable resort amenities like our restaurant, Traditions on the Lake, a football field for free tailgate festivities, and a Lakeside fire pit to gather around on crisp fall evenings. When you aren't here cheering the Tigers on, earn income in the rental program. Visit ownership.lakesidelodgeclemson.com to start your new traditions today.
4: Dowsing yourself and your family in bug repellent just to keep the mosquitoes away so you can enjoy your backyard isn't fun. Instead, try Mosquito Shield. Mosquito Shield uses their own exclusive blend that kills mosquitoes and creates a shield all around your yard. This shield irritates mosquitoes and propels them away. Now you're the one irritating the mosquitoes for a change. Sign up for a full year service in 2022 and they'll treat your yard for free for the rest of this season. To sign up, visit moshield.com. That's
5: moshield.com. Go ahead, tell us what's on your mind. Ah! Go on, tell us what you're thinking about. Mm! Go on, tell us how it makes you feel. Ah! Taking your calls on the Vibe broadband phone lines all day. You're listening to 105.5 and 97.5, The Roar, where every day is
0: game day.
1: Welcome back in final segment of the Mark Childress Show taking you right up until eight o'clock. Then it'll be Tiger Calls with Dabo and Don. Looking forward to that show tonight. Always good nuggets that you're gonna learn. You're gonna Dabo's gonna share a story, gonna tell you something about the team you don't know about already, and I'm gonna bet he gets some interesting questions on the show tonight. As well. Going to pivot a little bit. If you want to jump in, we can uh, squeeze in a call here before the end of the show. Uh, you can call into the Vibe broadband phone lines, 864 654 7627. Going to pivot a little bit. I'm a huge Braves fan. This is a big week for the Braves. It's put up or shut up. You win a few games, you're going to the playoffs. You lose a few games, you're potentially not going to the playoffs. Braves have a two and a half game lead over the Phillies, and they had the Phillies come into town for three games. Then after that, the Braves finish up their season with three at home with the New York Mets. And there's this one weird makeup game hanging out there with uh, the Colorado Rockies that the Braves are hoping that they don't have to play because they're hoping they put the division away before then. And uh, they can do that by really playing well against the Phillies starting on Tuesday. But I wanted to bring in uh, my next guest, talk about the Braves a little bit about the NFL. It is Faxon Childress. Faxon, man, how's, uh, how's your day going?
6: It's going pretty well.
1: How are you? Yeah, doing well. Uh, I know you're as big of a Braves fan as I am. There's some interesting pitching matchups this week. It starts with Wheeler taking on Morton tomorrow night. And, you know, Wheeler is leading the majors in innings, strikeouts, complete games, shutouts, batters face in war. I mean, he's he's a legit Cy Young candidate. Morton's been lights out the last couple of uh, weeks. What's your take on uh, tomorrow night's pitching matchup and then the series itself between the Braves and the Phillies?
6: Yeah, you know, Wheeler's been fantastic all year coming over from uh, New York to Philadelphia, kind of intra-division, popping over in free agency, and like you said, leading the major leagues in the National League in all these categories left and right, Um, and also has had multiple good outings against the Braves this year so far, but Morton's been pretty solid as of late as well. We know that Charlie Morton, you know, this is his time of year where he comes into his own, and he's able to step it up around the postseason, so, you know, I would be... I would be lying if I said I wasn't confident that the Braves are going to take two out of three here against the Phillies. I think Wheeler might get the Phillies a game, but overall I think the Braves are a better team. They've proven that even through all these massive injuries to key pieces that they've dealt with. And I think the Braves win two out of three and uh, end up locking up the division over the course of the next week.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm feeling like two out of three as well. And and the other two pitching matchups I feel like are either pushes or maybe even Braves favored, right? Aaron Nola going against Max Fried. Max Freed's been as good as anybody in baseball the last few weeks. Um, and then Kyle Gibson, who's all right for the Phillies, against Ian Anderson. We know Anderson's got it, and he's been pitching a lot better. Uh, I think he's got 24 strikeouts over his last 17 and two-thirds innings. If they can find a way to win the first game, I think a sweep's a possibility. I really like the pitching matchups on Wednesday and Thursday a lot better than I like the one tomorrow night.
6: Yeah, and Max has thrown two Maddoxes in the last month, which is a complete game shutout with less than 100 pitches. So he's been absolutely phenomenal. He's coming on at the perfect time. Ian Anderson's starting to get back into a groove, went deep into a game, which is big to see for him against Arizona the other night, and only gave up one run in in that process. So Ian's been really good. He's coming into his own. We saw him pitch really well in the playoffs last year as well. Um, regarding Aaron Nola and Kyle Gibson, Nola is just the ultimate jack one. High. Like you never know where you're going to get out of Aaron Nola. You either see Ace Aaron Nola, or you see the Aaron Nola we've seen most of this year with the five ERA. Gibson came over from the Rangers at the deadline, and he's regressed to the mean a little bit. He was getting a little lucky, and his trade value got kind of shot up at the deadline. So the Phillies overpaid for him, in my opinion, and he's kind of regressed back to being an above-average arm. So. I really do like the Braves pitching matchups over these last two games. I do think Weaver gets Morton in the Braves tomorrow, but then the Braves take those final two. So I'm in full agreement with you there.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And can we both agree Braves? I mean, I'm going to call Brian Snitker. I'm going to get his cell number. I'm going to contact him before tomorrow. Can we not pitch at all to Bryce Harper, please? Harper kills the Braves. If there's nobody on first base, there's absolutely no reason to give him a pitch to hit at any point over the next three games.
7: Yeah, and you
6: know Bryce has been doing this ever since he was on the Nats as well. If I've got two requests out of Snicker, it would be if it's in any sort of leverage spot, just walk Bryce Harper and do not let Will Smith see the mound.
1: <laughs> you know Will Smith's going to be in there closing one of those games, and it's going to be white knuckles uh, for everybody. Hey, continuing on with Facts and Childress, Facts and just a couple of quick stats I pulled. The last 50 games, Braves have 85 home runs, or 83, excuse me, 85 home runs. That is more than anybody else in the majors, and a lot of that has to do with the trade line deadline acquisitions, Rosario, Soler, Duvall, and Jacques Peterson, all of them have seen their OPS go up either a little bit or a lot. That is really the difference in this team and why I feel like they're a lot better than the Phillies. And if they can get to the postseason, we got some guys that can hit the ball out of the ballpark. We're going to be a tough out if we can find a way to get there.
6: Yeah, and, you know, a lot of of what the MLB is we saw, sadly, uh, as a Braves fan. We saw with the Nationals. was it three years ago at this point, all you need is hot baths in a timely manner. And that was a team that barely got into the playoffs. They were under 500 at the deadline. They were dealing with injuries as well, which is swept under the rug as part of this. If your pitching is clicking and you just have some timely hitting, anything can happen when it gets to this time of year. Baseball is one of those sports where the best team doesn't always win. There's some luck involved. And if you are, if you have players that can hit the ball out of the ballpark, you're always going to be able to get kept in the game. So the Braves lineup is hitting their stride at the perfect time. In my opinion, they have two players in the MVP conversation and Austin Riley, who's taking the lead this year, Freddie Freeman, the defending MVP. It just really sucks, and it makes me think, like, how good could this team be with Ronald Acuna, with Marcelo Zuna, with Mike Soroka, if all the pieces yeah. were in place. But a lot to look forward to in the future, for sure. And this year, I wouldn't count them out in a potential uh, NLDS matchup against the Brewers. I think they could potentially get it done
1: and you know what the interesting undercurrent to all this baseball postseason is the Dodgers are more than likely gonna end up in the wild card game. That's one and done. If the Cardinals could continue their hot play, find a way to get the Dodgers out, it's anybody's game in the national league.
6: Yeah, and that's once again, baseball is such a sport where you can literally never count anyone out if they just get in. And if you just yeah. get in the playoffs, and like we're seeing the Cardinals, the Cardinals have won fifteen or won fifteen games in a row. They won fifteen consecutive games and propelled themselves into a playoff spot. And when you get a team like that that are swinging hot bats and the pitchers, and a lot about baseball too is just like the clubhouse, the environment. You know, when guys are when you're winning ball games, guys are up, and that's contagious. And you know that environment's contagious, and it breeds winning. So, you know, for the Braves, these this past sweep of the Padres was the biggest series of the season by far, and yes. personally I wasn't super optimistic coming into, into it because of how stuff unfolded in San Francisco, but a sweep over a, what everyone views as a playoff team at, the, at a time like that was just so massive, it can't even be overstated.
1: Wrapping things up now with Faxon Childress. You can hear him every Tuesday night from 7 to 8 with Ellis Tolbert on 4th and 16. Faxon, really quick, uh, for those of you folks that uh, haven't heard us before or haven't listened to my show before, I'm a big Washington football team fan. Faxon's a big Eagles fan. It's the NFC least again. I don't think any of these teams are very good. But, Faxon, your Eagles are taking on the Cowboys in Dallas tonight. What are your thoughts real quick on that game?
6: You know, I'm not a big believer in the Eagles by any means, but I do think the Eagles are going to get the job done and win tonight. Got a got nice. a good gut feeling about it. But is you that know, because they, you they think they Dallas is going to
1: play poorly? Tonight, you think Dallas is going to play poorly, or you're going to play well?
6: You know, I think that the offense is due for a bounce back week. You saw a really good offensive game out of Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, the whole crew in week one against Atlanta. Last week struggled against a good 49ers front seven. Dallas has got no defense. It's, it's their flaw every year. Dallas has got a terrible defense again. And uh, in, in the secondary, there are places to attack, you know, up front. The Eagles offensive line, while they are missing two starters, one of the deepest offensive lines in the league, have, they're going to plug in Andre Dode at left tackle. They're going to plug in Alex Dickerson at right guard and should be able to run the ball at will. Last year, the Eagles did lose to the Cowboys in Jerry World, but Jalen Hurts had a monster game on the ground, had over 100 yards rushing. I would look for his legs to be a weapon that Nick Sirianni utilizes early in offense tonight against Dallas, and I think the Eagles get a close one. They want a close one. That'll be my prediction. I'll say 27-23 Eagles.
1: Well, we both always agree. You never pull for the Dallas Cowboys. So even though I'm not a fan of your Eagles or the Cowboys, I'm pulling for the Eagles tonight. Winner of that game will be first place in the NFC least with a 2-1 and one record. Faxon, thanks for hanging out with me a little bit. We'll catch you on 4th and 16 tomorrow night with Ellis between 7 and 8.
6: Yeah, thanks for having me. Go Eagles.
1: Yep, go Eagles. I'm in agreement with that tonight. Go Eagles, see what they can pull down. A couple of other things I pulled, a uh, quick NFL stat or two before we get out of here. Again, I'm a big Washington football team fan, and Washington lost their starting quarterback uh, already this season. Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to miss half the season. Taylor Heineke's come on and played pretty well, but the defense has been terrible. This is a defense that was basically top three in the NFL last year, and I felt like they had made improvements coming into this year, but. The expectations are huge. Listen to this. Currently, points allowed. Washington football team 29th in the NFL. They're 31st in yards allowed. They're 29th in passing yards allowed. 26th in rushing yards allowed. Two takeaways, six sacks. That's it. They've been terrible. And then also kind of a sad stat that I hope changes pretty soon. The Jaguars have now lost 18 straight games. Only three of those coming with our good friend Trevor Lawrence. Only three NFL teams have ever lost at least 18 consecutive games. The Buccaneers in 76-77 lost 26. The 2007 through 2009 Lions lost 19. And the 72-73 Oilers lost 18. I get the feeling the Jags are going to get a win or two here coming up in the next couple of weeks. All right, special thanks to Morgan Thomas, Faxon Childress, Lawton Swan for joining me tonight. This has been the Mark Childress Show. Dabo Sweeney, Don Munson with Tiger Calls coming up next.
4: Yes, I'm living at a Casting live from the Priority One Security Studios, WCCP one hundred five point five, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, W A H T fifteen sixty, Cowpens, ninety seven point five, Spartanburg. The Upstate's number one choice for sports. We are the Roar. <laughs>
0: Welcome to Tiger Calls with Head Coach Dabo Sweeney, presented by ClemsonTigers.com. Brought to you by Coca-Cola and Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Whether you're in the stands, at the tailgate, or in your living room, nothing goes better with football than Coca-Cola and Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Founders Federal Credit Union. Relax
3: with Founders Federal Credit Union. Lending Tree. Shop and compare loans, credit cards, insurance, and more.